Jerry Prokopovich with Civil War Talk Radio. When we return with Lonnie Spear on Civil War Talk Radio. Hey, got a marketing department? Outsource it. Electronic Theater, a full-service multimedia ad agency, will animate your business. Still stuck with paper? Go digital. Engage your prospective clients with dynamic media, including voice, animation, video, music, and even virtual tours. Your interactive presentation illustrates who you are and what you do. Whether it's projected onto screens, handed out on CD with auto web link, or streaming from your website, Multimedia will grab your client's attention and keep it there. Electronic Theater makes it simple. We are knowledgeable, experienced, friendly professionals, and surprisingly affordable. So get your message out to the world. Electronic Theater, spotlighting your business. Check out our services and low CD replication pricing at electronictheater.com or call us at 760-436-8449. If you want to live a healthier lifestyle naturally, visit wellnow.ca, an all-Canadian quality resource. We provide the information and knowledge you need to make your best choices. Wellnow.ca gives you access to natural products and solutions, lifestyle services, and licensed health practitioners. Our free monthly newsletter delivers healthy living tips, articles, and expert opinions. Become empowered. Go to wellnow.ca today. Are you a health-conscious, motivated mom who wants to work part-time from home? Do you want to enhance your family's income, get out of debt, experience financial freedom, create a flexible schedule, set your own hours? These benefits are available to top performers of this 34-year-old, solid, stable company. www.lisastafford.com Achieve personal wellness goals and make a difference in the lives of others. Receive coaching from the top achievers at this company. For more information, go online, lisastafford.com. Interested in advertising on any of our shows? Please click the Advertise link on the homepage or send an email to ads at worldtalkradio.com or you can click on the Sponsor This Show link on any of the show pages. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich. My guest today is Lonnie Spear, author of War of Vengeance, Acts of Retaliation Against Civil War POWs. Let me ask, this is a, a long shot, do you happen to know anything about the hangings that took place in eastern North Carolina around Kinston? Um, I touch on that on the book. Is you referring to the situation with Custer uh, uh, being involved? Uh, uh, Pickett? Troops and Pickett, you're right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I touch on that uh, a little bit. Um, I know there's also markers in that area uh, referring to the situation where they were hung on the square. Right. These, again, were Confederate deserters right. uh -huh. that were captured by Pickett's troop when Pickett was put in charge of, of eastern North Carolina late in the war. Uh -huh. And that uh, that story it, it pops up locally to me here in eastern North Carolina, occasionally gets in the newspaper or somebody uh -huh. right. uh, brings it back to public memory. But it is, again, part of the the underside of the war, uh, part people generally prefer not to discuss uh, when they can. Right. I think all wars uh, tend to bring aspects such as this 
into existence. One could certainly argue, if you go back, certainly, in the history of the United States, back to the Revolutionary period, you see the guerrilla warfare in the Carolinas. Right. Uh, you know, popularized in, in, in that movie, The Patriot. That's uh, certainly not a literally historically accurate picture, but the, the idea of civilians fighting uh, of atrocities being committed by armies, in this case a British army, right. uh, of neighbor fighting neighbor, that did go on very much in the Revolution yeah. and continues on into the Civil War. And, and uh, we, we continue to see it into the uh, 20th and 21st centuries. Right. Are you working on any current Civil War-related projects? Uh, yes, I'm working on one right now that I'm gathering up uh, additional information and more details on the mistreatment of American African-American pals during the war. Uh, we're all familiar, I think most of us are familiar with the Saltville and Fort Pillow incidents, but what I'm trying to detail are some of the lesser-known incidents, um, such as a group of African-American teamsters that were captured in Tennessee and tied to trees and shot after they were captured. And um, other, um, well, you might be aware of the African-American troops captured in uh, East uh, North Carolina. They were lined up along the river and uh, shot. Actually not. I look forward to reading about that. Okay. All right. They were in, in Kingston area and several others in eastern uh, North Carolina. There were several incidents really? where uh, captured uh, African-American troops were executed. And um, similar incidents such as this that haven't actually been uh, documented that much or haven't been uh, presented to the public very much to make well, them aware of the situation. In your, your book, War of Vengeance, uh, Acts of Vengeance, rather, you that was one of the things I noticed. You, you I think you mentioned just briefly uh, Fort Pillow and the massacre of the, right. uh, the African-American prisoners, but it's not a chapter in the book, and I see now that uh, the reason is because it's, it's an entirely separate project I that was, you're working yes, on. I was holding, I was holding out on that <laughs> <laughs> to make a bigger project, more detailed project on it. Yes. Well, I think that will will add to the strength of this previous book then, because it will help complete the picture, and that certainly is. I mean, this is an issue that is just filled with tender feelings. I mean, touchy mm -hmm. feelings. Uh, the whether there was a massacre at Fort Pillow can still get you an argument in some quarters. Sure, yes, it can. And when I admit when I read your book and you didn't discuss Fort Pillow, my initial thought looking at the table of contents was, well, maybe this is one of the guys who doesn't think anything happened there. Uh, I didn't no, think... I believe I believe it did. And, and, and by the time I finished reading the book, I, I was... I would not... I did not get the impression you were had an axe to grind in, in your presentation. I thought it was fair-minded and discussed incidents involving both sides. Mm -hmm. But certainly it was an absence that the Fort Pillow is not part of it, and I, I'm very curious now to see how you treat that in a, a fuller uh -huh. fuller treatment. When should we look for that? Um, hopefully within the next year. So maybe 2006 uh, sometime? I would say 2006 uh, or late 2006. Well, that will be very interesting. I think it's something... Uh, people look forward to reading. I, yeah, I think it's something that needs to be documented and presented um, that's been ignored. 
um, even now, um, even as we talk about uh, the situation in uh, East Carolina, there are some I've run across uh, other articles and uh, some um, local officials that don't believe that actually occurred. And uh, the way that, I mean, it's in the official record of one uh, man who did survive, um, was able to get away by dressing in civilian clothes, but uh, they don't believe the official records, um, uh, his testimony. And there are other incidents, uh, especially in this situation uh, with the uh, mistreatment of um, blacks, African-American troops. And it's unfortunate, but I guess uh, there's always been denials in all the wars as far as the way the uh, POWs were treated. Well, it, uh, I mean, it's one of the difficult problems of war. I, I myself don't have military experience and would not want to presume to judge how somebody else would behave under the stress of having someone trying to kill you. Sure. Uh, and yet we do, on the other hand, want to believe that our troops will follow certain standards uh, of behavior, even in difficult situations, because presumably we're fighting for certain principles. Sure. Uh, right. And and to to do things like murder prisoners pretty much goes against any any kind of civilized principle you can think of. Right. So it it's a uh, it's a very difficult thing to consider, and not just in the Civil War, but as you say, in subsequent wars. Mm -hmm. The uh, this does echo through all of, of American history: the treatment of prisoners, uh, you know, say in the World Wars, the treatment of American prisoners in Vietnam, uh, and even in Iraq more recently, the the scandal that results over the treatment of prisoners shows that it's something the public cares about very much right? and that we want to believe the best uh, of our own soldiers and when forced to confront evidence that sometimes human nature is not everything it should be, uh, it's it's a very difficult thing. And, and you're presenting that kind of evidence for our experience in the Civil War. Right. So have you written about other wars? You, you mentioned a couple times that you've looked at the experience of prisoners in other wars. I've got a uh, book manuscript under um, consideration right now by a publisher regarding World War II and the 110th Anti-Aircraft Battalion. Uh, that's the only um, only other um, research I've done into other wars as far as writing. I've done a lot of uh, research into the background for these books as far as the other wars, both World Wars, Korean War, and the POW experience in those wars. And I've talked to several uh, POWs or former POWs of uh, Vietnam and uh, World War II. And what, interestingly what kind of enough, yes. um, their, their experiences are quite similar. Uh, as far as the poor food, uh, lack of medical attention, I mean, it, it hasn't. It's very little has changed. And I think it's only uh, in the Mideast War that I've read 
or run across actual units that were specially trained uh, to handle POWs um, that have been sent over there. They have finally, I think, uh, discovered that you had to have special training, but as we've noted, there's even breakdowns or problems with that. And on the other hand, in terms of becoming a POW, American soldiers in the Civil War had no training, no policy, no briefing of what right. they should do if they were captured. Right. And I don't think that changes until Korea. Right. Yeah. When you have the the accusation that American prisoners are being brainwashed, brainwashed. by communist propaganda. Yeah. And then American prisoners are taught to reveal name, rank, and serial number, but nothing else. Right. Uh, but in the Civil War, there was no such policy. There, I mean, it's it's an improvised war. Nobody's thinking about it in 1861. Right. They're not thinking about that possibility at all. So when people are captured, their responses are uh, are up to the individual. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, as we were saying earlier, that one of the things I came across in writing uh, about the Army of the Ohio in 1862 was that on occasion you would find units that would surrender quite easily because they anticipated being paroled and then exchanged and right. uh -huh. not not having to fight it. At, uh, just recently, uh, when Kenneth Noe and I were discussing the Battle of Perryville, uh, he mentioned the Battle of Richmond, Kentucky, that took place a month before Perryville, uh -huh. at which some 4,000 Union troops surrender to a Confederate army that's smaller than they are. Hmm. But they all figure they'll they'll just be paroled and and it won't be that bad a deal. Right. By 1864, when word starts getting out about what the conditions in prisons are like north and south, uh, you're much less likely to surrender because right. you don't want to go down to Andersonville or Salisbury or somewhere. Well, this is certainly a, a, a topic that deserves exploration, and I think our listeners will do well to get uh, portals to hell and acts of vengeance and learn a bit about what uh, what most people are not talking about in terms of Civil War history. I think it's a, a valuable contribution. Let me ask uh, on a different track altogether, a question I often ask people on, on the show, if you could go back to the Civil War era, if there were a time machine that could take you back and you could drop in for an hour, who would you like to meet? a difficult question. There's several uh, prison officials I would uh, be interested in meeting, and also, uh, be honest with you, I would like to meet the common man that was held as prisoner. I would like to see what the conditions really were. Um, there's been so many arguments for so many years, 130 years, people still argue that uh, whether conditions were as bad, there's even historians who will say that uh, Certain people exaggerated certain conditions, and um, it's just hard to fathom the idea that a number of people who were held at the same place during the same time will come up with the same situation, uh, explanation, or description of the place, and yet a historian 130 years later will claim, well, they must have gotten the information from each other. And... Mm. Um, so I would really like to just uh, visit with the common man, um, the common soldier, both prisoners of war and those that were actually in combat. 
that would be uh, uh, an experience. Fortunately, uh, in this this hypothetical scenario, you you'd come back after an hour. It's certainly not a place you'd want to stay right. uh, for any length of time, obviously. Right. And when, it would be highly interesting to uh, talk with uh, someone who was actually involved in Pickett's Charge. That, of course, has always been fascinating. How those men uh, could go out, and I don't see that in this day and age, maybe um, with the excitement of war, perhaps we could all get like that, but I just don't see it occurring where they prepare the night before knowing that they're probably going to be killed and still be able to go out and hold rank and do that. It is It is a, uh, certainly, as we were talking about the parole system, it's a different world. People don't behave that way right. today. It is hard to imagine uh, going forward in those ranks on, on July 3rd of 1863. Mm-hmm. When you're reading about the Civil War, what uh, what authors do you do you like to read? Well, right now, um, uh, Thomas Lowry, I read a lot of his information. Uh, he does good research. Uh, Sears, um, several. In, uh, uh, Lowry has written on a couple topics that, like you, are topics that most people haven't really talked about before. Sex and the Civil War is one of them. Right. Uh, yeah. Desertion. Military trials is another one, I believe. Uh-huh. Right. It's uh, interesting subjects and off-the-wall off subjects, uh, which I enjoy. Um, you mentioned Stephen Stevens. Sears. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, let's see who else I can think of. Um, Chris Fonnell. Oh, there's a whole host of them. I hate to pick out just a few. You know, it's one of those questions where if if you uh, the minute we're done, you'll you'll think immediately. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, two or three more that you should have said. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I won't press you on that. But those are are certainly interesting. Uh, writer Stephen Sears is is one of the old school with uh, the marvelous style that is right. And um, William C. Davis, uh, a lot a lot of his. Yes. He's another fine writer that right. that captures this. Well, it seems to me we're seeing a trend in Civil War writing to look more at the experience of the ordinary soldier. And uh, there are some new regimental histories that have been written recently or that are being written right now that go beyond looking at just where the regiment went and more what it was like to be there. And your work certainly seems to tie into that in terms of looking at the experience of these soldiers as individuals in prisons or as prisoners or as prisoner captors. Uh, And in that sense, it's a contribution to where the field is going and definitely something our listeners will want to take a look at. So, Lonnie, thanks for being with us today. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. We enjoyed talking with you, and I know our listeners will want to Take a look at Portals to Hell, Military Prisons of the Civil War, and War of Vengeance, Acts of Retaliation Against Civil War POWs, for a look at the underside of the Civil War. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Jerry Prokopovich on Civil War Talk Radio.